Welcome, everybody, to episode six of Talkin' Schmodown. I am Josh the Merc Rainer, owner of Merc with a Movie Blog, and I am very excited to uh, break down everything that happened this week in the world of the movie trivia Schmodown. Uh, we had the New York Live event go public for everybody on YouTube to check out, which is great. So I hope you all uh, had the opportunity to uh, watch that. Had they, they put that out this weekend. We also saw the return of Inside Schmodown with Ken Knapsack, which uh, I, I was pumped for that. I loved it when it was on before, so I'm glad that they're finally bringing that back. And we also had some other things that I'm going to break down, so... Uh, now let's just kind of get right into it because we are talking Schmodown. Welcome back, everybody. Like I said, I'm, I'm really excited to, to jump into everything, get it all broke down for you. So let's just do this. Uh, first off, uh, I want to talk about the upcoming, uh, or the current exhibition match that is out, on, uh, available for, the, for patrons. Um, the January exhibition match, which was Schmoes versus the Patriots. It is currently available for the $10 and up patrons right now. Um, but if you are not a $10 and up patron, you can wait until uh, February 14th, and then it will be released to all patrons on the site. So, And that's how they do all their exhibition matches. They do uh, a two-week waiting period. Um, I, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I will be watching it. And what I plan to do, um, because it is Patreon-only... Uh, my plan is to do a separate episode where I just break down uh, that match. And so I will wait until um, after the 14th. So on, you know, during that, that week after that, I'll post my normal episode of Talking Schmodown. And then there will be a bonus episode that will have um, me breaking down the exhibition match as well. That way, for those people who... You know, aren't patrons at the you know at the moment? You know, they won't have that spoiled for them in any way or whatever. But in that way, they don't have to sit through it because they haven't seen it. They don't have to listen to it, and so it gives those people who uh, who listen to the Patreon a little something extra. You know, so I think that'll be fun. Um, I will release that, like I said, probably the same probably the same day. I'll probably record it right around the same time, um, and, uh, and and just post it that same same day as the uh the post valentine's day week uh, which i believe will have i mean there will be two matches during that week which i think i, I will talk uh, i'm gonna talk about a little bit later um yeah so so we have that we have we have that exhibition match um that has dropped so check that out if you're uh, on the ten dollar up they also did uh, the pil- uh, player com- a new player commentary with Ethan Irwin and Lon Harris. Uh, they talk about their match from back uh, back in May, 
Um, this is for the $5 and up patrons. And they did a Patreon AMA and Ask Me Anything with uh, Emma Fife, where she, she takes about an hour. And she just, you know, goes on and, and answers people's questions live. Uh, and, you know, anything that they had to, to ask, she, she broke it down and answered it. So that was really cool. And that's available for all patrons uh, on, every, on every tier. So if you haven't checked those out, make sure uh, you go over and uh, to the Patreon, sign up, and, and check out uh, all the videos that they got right now. Um, Christian also put out the monthly State of the Union, which is pretty much it's just a, a short audio uh, piece where he kind of goes through everything from the month. Just uh, it, it just like this one itself is only about five minutes long. And he just kind of kind of talks about the state of the schmodown and everything, and, and where things are at, and, and what's kind of upcoming, and, and that kind of thing. Um, and since this is the first one, there really hasn't been a ton of stuff going on yet because it's the beginning of the season. Um, it, you know, there wasn't a whole lot to, to kind of go over. He talks about, um, well, first he, you know, he welcomes every, everybody back because this is the first episode of the season. It's the, the beginning of season six. He, you know, he's happy to be back. Um, he talks about how thrilled he was with the uh, success of the live event and, and talks about the just insane energy in the crowd during that event and how, how just happy he is that everybody had such a great time, um, so that was really cool. I really loved the the live event. So, and you can feel. I'll talk about it a little bit uh, when we go through it. But you can feel the the excitement during that match. You can feel the energy just from watching it on a screen. You can feel that energy. So that he talks about. Um, he also mentioned that they are still working on getting that eleven tier eleven dollar tier rolling, which will be the live stream tier. So. Keep an eye out for that. Um, for eleven bucks a month, you'll be able to watch. You know, you'll get all the all the stuff that the ten dollars tier gets, which you know, like the exhibition matches, the um, AMAs, the player commentaries, the profiles, all that good stuff. Plus, you'll get every live stream that they do for just eleven bucks a month, which is great. I'm right now. I'm at the ten, so I'm gonna bump myself up to that eleven when it finally drops, so that I can keep. Uh, keep up with the live streams and everything. So I'm really excited uh, for for this new tier to drop. So just keep an eye out for it. Um, and I, I mentioned the, uh, like I said, we did they had the player commentaries and the AMAs. All that stuff, it's just extra great content for the Patreons. And I really think that it's that stuff. It's not just the matches. The matches are obviously great and they are... Like the the really the selling point, but for me, it's the extra stuff that really makes it worth having those that higher a bit of a higher tier, having this the ten dollar tier. Um, all these extra videos and everything they're fantastic, and I love watching them. If you are a mega fan of the Schmodown, that's where you gotta be. You know, I mean, and obviously, if you want to donate higher, there are more. Uh, rewards and things, more perks for those uh, who are donating higher. And that's fantastic if you want to contribute more. Um, but yeah, like the, the level that I'm at, you get so much. And it's just, it's, it's a wonderful thing for someone who is such a big fan of the product to be able to just get these, these extra videos. This, it's kind of like, you know, getting that inside, uh, uh, that kind of like background to, to everything where you just kind of get a little peek behind the curtain of certain things oh yeah because you also get like the 
um, the the monthly behind the scenes video, which is really I love those. Those are really good. Um, and you know, other AMAs they do not just um, not just with Emma answering Patreon questions, but like player uh, AMAs as well. We'll get so definitely am excited uh, for that. I also wanted to mention that up on the Patreon right now. Um, is the Harris Brothers versus critically acclaimed number one contenders team match. Uh, I believe uh, it launched yesterday for the, I believe, the $2 and up patrons and then released today for the dollar and up page. So for all patrons, it's currently available for all patrons right now. And then uh, that match will go live on YouTube for everybody on Thursday. And then we will also get uh, this Friday. We will get, uh, I believe it's uh, Mark. I believe it's Mark Riley versus Drew McWeeny. So uh, I'm I'm looking for forward to that. And uh, yeah, so if you're on Patreon, go and check out the uh, Harris Brothers versus Critically Acclaimed. Otherwise, you have to wait till Thursday and check that out. And I'll be talking about that next week. And so this week saw, like I said, saw the return of Inside Schmodown with Ken Knapsack over on the uh, Movie Trivia Schmodown YouTube channel. So that's something that everybody can go and watch. You can go check out Inside Schmodown. Go, go watch it right now. They did the Season 6 preview special. Uh, Ken was there. He was back. The pit boss, Ken Knapsack. And uh, his first guest was, of course, the former commissioner and the now chairman, Christian Harloff. This this uh, this was a great a great little episode to do a great way to kind of kick off the return of Inside Schmodown, you know, kind of going over the upcoming season with the man who created it all. They talk about how this will be the biggest and most important season ever, um, and I agree. It seems like the stuff that they're doing, they're really just going full force at this, and I'm so excited to see what Christian has in store for us. Um, it, it, he's been, he's, he's been going great just on an upward traje- trajectory, uh, ever since the beginning and it doesn't look like he's stopping anytime soon. So that's great. Uh, they talked a bit about the website, triviasd.com. Uh, you can get all kinds of news and articles, editorials, all kinds of awesome stuff over there. So if you're not, if you haven't checked it out yet, head over to triviasd.com. And that's where I get a lot of my news uh, and stuff for uh, the Schmodown. Um, so go and check that out if you haven't yet. It's a great website. They have a lot of great writers. Uh, William the Beast Bibiani is, uh, I think he's the man. He's, his title is the managing editor, I believe. So pretty much he's running the site, and he's got a lot of great writers over there. I know, um, like Janine the Machine, for instance, she's over there writing. They do a lot of great stuff there. So be sure to check that out. TriviaSD.com. They also talked a bit about uh, Brienne stepping back from the Patreon and Emma taking over. Um, I talked about this in uh, one of the previous when it happened, one of the previous episodes of Talking Schmodown. Um, but yeah, since since this was the first episode of Inside Schmodown, they kind of covered everything that happened throughout the, the month. Um, they they talked a bit about the exhibition match, the uh, Patriots versus the Schmoes, um, and they also talked a bit about like the player commentaries which I mentioned, which is uh, Lon Harris and Ethan Irwin. They're just kind of covering a little bit of everything, which is great. Um, and, and 
when when talking about the 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 exhibition match, the Patriots and the Schmoes match, Christian said that apparently in the Schmodown, rust is real. So uh, I'm I'm interested to see what he meant by that. Uh, after I watch it, so that'll be interesting. And I thought that would make a really cool uh, hashtag. Hashtag Rust is real. We could start doing that. Uh, anytime uh, somebody in the Schmodown seems a little off, seems a little rusty, if they've been gone for a little bit, hashtag Rust is real. Let's get that trending. Uh, Christian also uh, made a couple of announcements. The first announcement was that Jason Inman has chosen to step down from the Inner Geekdom League. Um, this was a very sad uh, announcement for me, very disheartening. Jason Inman, uh, he was my favorite Inner Geekdom player. Like, I love, you know, like, I love Rachel Cushing, and I, and I loved Mara when she was there, uh, and, and and even Mike. I, I, I love, because I love his character. I love him as a competitor. But Jason was my guy, and so hearing that, He's stepping down. I was really bummed. I get it. He's a really busy guy. I, you know, he's he's doing all kinds of stuff now, and so I understand that uh, you know he may not have the time. But I mean, and that's why we haven't really seen him lately. After you know, since since he lost the the title, we have we barely seen him. But it doesn't change the fact that. I'm really saddened by this. Um, like I said, he he's my favorite. So I really think the Inner Geek League won't be quite the same without him. Um, I, I They didn't mention anything about the other leagues. They specifically said that he was stepping down from the Inner Geekdom League. I know that he made a tease, I believe, during Spectacular. So I, 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 it was at some point, I don't care. Honestly, I can't remember exactly when. But he made a tease that Team Trek would be returning. So I'm curious if um, he'll still do some stuff and just not the Inner Geekdom League. Um, maybe it was a bit too too intensive. Like his, you know, especially you know when he was fighting for the title, he would definitely be in contention. It would be, you know, probably playing a lot more than he would be as uh, a team. So, as a team, he could probably just play a couple matches here and there with uh, Scott Mance, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see what the future holds for 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 Jason. Um, after this announcement, they talked a bit about uh, the new rookies, which I had also discuss, uh, discussed in a previous episode. They've got several uh, new rookies coming, and then Christian announced. The second, uh, gave his second announcement, which I already, uh, essentially I already spoiled, which was that Mark Riley's mystery opponent has been revealed, and that is the godfather, Drew McWeeny, um, who he'll be facing, I believe, this Friday. I think that'll be a fantastic match. Um, seeing Riley come back, I'm curious if that hashtag Rust is real uh, will, uh, Will 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 strike again. Um, I mean, he's been doing good in teams with Ben Bateman and who's the boss, but hasn't really done great in the singles since he's been really kind of coming back and everything. Um, so we'll see. And with the break and everything, we'll see if if, if hashtag Rust is real against someone someone like the Godfather Drew McQueenie. Uh, they also uh, talked a bit about uh, the upcoming 
Rachel Cushing versus Adam Lovick number one contenders match, which uh, I think will be fantastic. I believe that's the following week. That's next week. So that that's going to be good. We're going to be kicking off with some inner geekdom. It seems like they might be kind of going back and forth. I know that they said that you know each week you'll get either a team or an inner geekdom, and it makes me wonder are they going to kind of bounce back and forth for most of the uh, most of the season. So you know we did we're doing a teams match this week, doing inner geekdom next week, and then keep going back and forth. And then obviously when you get into things like tournaments and stuff, that might change because um, they do they do the tournaments different. To where it's like all the singles matches here, all the teams matches, all the inner geekdoms, boom, 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 boom. So they might change it up then, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see Rachel get back uh, uh, into inner geekdom, and uh, I, I like Adam Lavik. He's really he's really good. So I'm excited to see what uh, how they fare to, uh, against one another. And, and since it's a number one contenders match, you know the 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 winner will go up against. Uh, Mike Kalinowski, and that will take place, they, they announced, at Throwdown. At the Schmodown Throwdown. And the, the, the Schmodown Throwdown will take place on uh, let's see, it's Saturday, February 23rd, and that will be the next live event. Um, so they will be doing a live stream event. Uh, it will be included for all the $10 and up patrons, and digital tickets will be made available just like they did for the New York live show. Uh, live show. Um, it'll be, like I said, it'll be Mike Kalinowski versus the winner of Rachel versus Adam Lavik. Uh, and there will be an undercard, but they have not uh, announced that as of yet. So I think that'll be that'll be exciting. So like I said, it's Saturday, February 23rd uh, for the Schmodown Throwdown. All right. That brings us to the live New York show. Hashtag Schmodown Live New York. For those of you out there tweeting about it. Um, now, they did have some issues getting this up onto the YouTube channel. Um, I, I, I think that they... I don't know if it, was, if it was editing problems or if they were having actual like upload problems with YouTube. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Because um, they did, they did do some editing compared to the uh, live stream video that I watched uh, originally. Because I went back and rewatched the whole thing, and and that I'm actually I'm really glad that I w- I watched both versions um, because I was able to see the differences, see what they some of the stuff that they cut out um, and changed and, and and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, and that's stuff that I'll talk about. And I mean, the first thing. Is that they did? Yeah, they cut out uh, a big portion um, from the original live stream video that was uh, posted because I didn't actually, I wasn't able to watch the live stream live. I watched the video, like the the actual video that they uh, had up on the Patreon uh, after the live stream had ended, and so it starts with about twenty or so minutes of the pre-show, and that was um, it was. Josh McCuga and Brad Gilmore and Frank Janish from the uh, Schmodown Rundown. They were just they were out there hyping the crowd up, asking some questions, giving away some stuff for about the first twenty minutes or so. They cut they cut that portion completely out, which makes sense. Um, it's, it's really it was unnecessary to have in this, especially since you can actually uh, watch the entire um, pre-show. It's about an hour. I think it's about an hour long. 
um, because the Schmodown Rundown actually posted it as their episode number 120. So if, you, if you're interested, you can go and watch uh, the entire live event pre-show um, from the Schmodown Rundown episode 120, like I said, about an hour long, and then you can jump right into the live event. Um, so yeah, definitely worth checking out. Those guys are fun, and uh, they, they do a lot of fun stuff over there, so... So Ellis opened the show and crushed it as always. Uh, his his stage presence is is outstanding. Um, I'd love to see him do some live stuff myself. I haven't had that chance yet, but uh, yeah, he he's fantastic. He's so professional and he has such a great just on stage presence. Like I said, so uh, that that was fantastic. Christian came out, um, and of course it, it is his show. The two of them work so well together. They they their banter they, they they bounce things off one another it's it's great they they are a, a great a great duo you know so it's great to see them on stage together and uh, I I love they 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 go and they sit down and they get ready for the match <laughs> and I love Christian accidentally calls Mark Mike and, and he just kind of Mark just kind of rips on him for it. it was really it was entertaining and I'm glad that they kept kept that in there and they they didn't like try to. Uh, like overdo it or, or just like cut that little bit out or something because they probably could have edited around it I'm sure they could have found a way but I'm really glad that they didn't they left that little flub in there it was really fun to see uh, so as the match is getting started Chance Ellison is the first one to come out so they start off with the Chance versus Janine match uh, he comes out with Mike and Ken Ken's heel energy during this match is definitely on point I love that they're that the three of them were pretty much in uniform. They all had like the black jacket and the sunglasses. They they looked like a team, and I really dug that. Um, Mike's pro, uh, promo bashing New York and, and Janine was probably one of the best that I've heard from him. It was fantastic, and just like with Ken's heel, Ken's heel energy being on point. Mike's was as well. Everything they were just I'm I'm I think it was the energy from the crowd. It was just pumping everybody up to a new level and uh they yeah, they really brought their their A games uh during during their promos. Then Janine comes out with Jay. Uh Janine's doing a Creed entrance. She's got like a like a boxer's robe on with machine on the back. She got the boxing gloves. Um she, you can definitely tell she has, she's definitely fully shifted to a face here. Um, and so that's exciting to see uh, where, where that'll go, how she'll um, fare as a face for this season. So I'm excited to see that. Everyone was on fire today. Jay destroyed corruption during his promo. He is probably one, he is I wouldn't. I would be hard pressed to find someone who is better on the mic than Jay Washington. He is just fantastic at what he does, and like I said, he obliterated corruption. It was some of the funniest stuff I've ever heard. So <laughs> check out those promos and uh, let me know what you guys thought of just just of the promos. Because all of, they all had some great promo work today, so or during this match. So let me know what you guys thought. Um, so in comparison from the from this version of the match, in compares compared to the live stream version of the match, 
we actually got all the graphics that we normally would. During the live stream, they didn't have any of the graphics, like the rules graphic or the, the, the score banner at the bottom. None of that was there during the, the live event. So if, if you're only watching the this version, the public YouTube version, um, you wouldn't even know that. You would have probably just assume that they had all that stuff there, but they didn't. So it was it was cool seeing all the graphics there. Um, also, I don't believe during the live event that they had the background music uh, at the live stream. Um, they did that they which they normally do in their normal videos. Um, but I don't think that they had it during the live stream. They had it here in this uh, public version. So I thought that was interesting that they did put that in. There was even one point, um, I, I think it's during the post, like during the after interviews of the second of the main event, and they have like somebody's talking and they're doing their thing, and it's kind of, you know, they're getting into it. But you can still hear the the music oh no it's it's at the very end that's what it is it's at the very end of the show something happens which i will talk about um but they're still playing the the background music over it and it's just kind of threw me off a bit it was like they should have just not included the background music for this part because it, it 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 threw it kind of like took me out of it a few times but i'll get to that later after the match all right so like i said Ethan, or not Ethan, I'm sorry, Chance Ellison and Janine the Machine, and they enter round one. And they just go back and forth, back and forth. They end the round tied 7-7. Seven to seven. Um, Janine misses one in the middle, not, you know, whatever, it wasn't a huge deal. But the Chance was, was real impressive. He went seven straight in a row, missed that last question, almost had a perfect round. But like I said, they just they back and forth, back and forth, trading blows, and they end up tied at the end of round one. Uh, so I mean, really, round one didn't even really mean anything. It was m- kind of more just like a warm up for them, just kind of showcasing their skills, uh, you know, with the questions. Then they get they hop into round two, and uh, they they actually had they did not bring the wheel with them, which makes sense because they had to fly. To New York, you don't want to bring this. You can't actually take apart the actual wheel part. It's it's the the wheel. I believe is just one big wheel piece. You could take it off of the uh, the stand or whatever, but that wheel is huge, so you don't want to travel with it like that. So they had an electronic wheel up on the big screen, which was really cool. I thought that was neat to see. That was a nice um, way to do that, and it made it so that everybody in the uh, in the arena or wherever they were could see the wheel if they just had the little like the wheel on stage the people in the back probably wouldn't be able to see it but having it up on that big screen you everybody could see the wheel and what's being chosen so janine uh since she was the favorite was uh, allowed to go first she deferred to chance and he spun uh, rom-coms decided he did not want that spun again and it lands on rom-coms again. Now, I'll be totally honest with you. I'm actually shocked that they never once uh, complained about... As heels, you would think that this would give them complete carte blanche to do so. But they never once complained about uh, the fact that the electronic wheel 
spun the same category uh, for them. Because I mean, think about it. You uh, that's like the that's like perfect fodder for a heel to complain about. You'd be like, oh, someone rigged the electronic wheel. They hacked the wheel. They made it land on rom-coms again. I'm just kind of shocked that uh, that Mike Mike or Ken didn't do that, especially Ken, because, you know, Ken was the whole, um, you know, the, the system, you know, out to get them and everything, you know, back when he first turned heel. So I was just a little shocked to, to, to hear that. A little bit um, happy that they didn't but shocked nonetheless. So, he goes through, his first questions asked, goes for multiple choice, misses it, Janine steals it for a point. So, right off the bat in round two, Chance isn't looking too good here. I mean, he, you know, Janine, boom, gets, you know, a steal right off the bat, and that's not how you want to start off your round two. Goes into question number two and nails it for two points. Then question number three, he he misses, does not go to multiple choice. He goes for the answer, misses, and then Janine misses as well. She, so she does not get to steal, nobody nobody does. Um, and then question four comes around. Uh, he goes multiple choice and hits it for one. No, no, this one was actually a, really funny because Christian starts off the question saying, in the film, 13 going on 30. And from the crowd, you can hear Josh McCougar just scream out, Yes! It was hilarious. It was one of the funniest things uh, throughout throughout this whole match. So that was great to hear. Um, and like I said, he did end up getting the question, uh, Chance did end up getting the question after multiple choice and ended the round his round uh, up by two with the score being 10-8. to eight. Then it was Janine's turn and she spun Leonardo DiCaprio. Decided right away she did not want it. Uh, lands on rom-coms, and they had to spin again because Chance had already gotten that one, and lands eventually on the 2000s. Uh, this is a category that I feel like a lot of people have had issues with in the past um, because of how broad it is. Uh, and It's like, unlike the 90s, the 90s had a lot of iconic even though they may be bad, iconic films that came out. So it, it may not be as quite as difficult, but the 2000s, I think, is a lot of obscure films came out. So a lot of people don't like like this category. So I, I can understand um, you know, why people would have problems with this, why it may be... It may seem like one of the more difficult categories to go through. So she gets the first question, goes multiple choice, hits it for one. Uh, question number two, same thing, goes multiple choice, hits it for one. Then we get to call question number three. Um, ultimately, she gets two points. Uh, she gets it correct and gets two points for this. But this question is where the controversy of the night takes place. They ask uh, a question about The Strangers, the film The Strangers. But Janine answers saying just strangers without the word the. Um, now, at first, they they don't accept it, and they allow Chance to go for the steal, which he gets. Then Jay, of course, which, you know, as a manager, this is your job to be on top of stuff like this. Jay comes roaring up on screen, on, on stage, heated, and challenges the decision um, because 
others have been allowed uh, to answer without the word the before. So, you know, he was flipping out over this. Uh, so, you know, like I said, they do the, the challenge. Now, here's one of the differences between this version and the live version uh, of the match came into play. Rachel Cushing is brought up for the challenge. So you see her co-op on stage. During the live event, you the camera stays on the judges, and you see the process of the uh, of the challenge of them talking through it. You see it all, and I mentioned last week that it was that it's the one thing that I thought was really awesome about about this match is that during the the challenge, you got to see the entire process. I loved that, and I was I thought it was awesome because that's not something. That you normally get to see. However, I understand they're trying to trim for time and everything like that. So they do what they normally do. And they cut to the the challenge screen. And then they cut back, you know, a few seconds later, they cut back out with the decision. And they cut out all the process. It's unfortunate that those of you who don't have the Patreon uh, won't get to see that. But hey, right there is another reason why you guys should be signing up for the Patreon so that you can see the live events when they're live um, and, and check out all that stuff. Or just, you know, pay the like the two ninety nine or whatever to watch that live stream to get that, that, that ability to see this kind of stuff firsthand. Because I, I would have never been able to see that otherwise, and I thought it was fantastic. So, uh, like I said, she's brought up for the challenge. Um, we... They they end up ruling that okay so apparently during the off season they have discussed some rule changes which they've said that they would in general would do have some sort of maybe like a rules summit and so that way they can get a concrete set of rules down for the schmodown including one of the rules that they discussed included the requirement of articles for answers meaning like the a and by stuff like that. Um, so, and it actually, an instance comes up later that they don't that they don't actually uh, address, which I will address. That uh, would have caused uh, a, a, a contestant to not get the points for an answer, which I'll bring up later on. Um, but however, these internal discussions. Uh, they they have not been made aware to all competitors, so like some competitors know, some don't. So therefore, they were forced to go by previous year's rulings, and Janine was eventually given the two points for her answer. It was a big hoopla, but like I said, eventually it, it was a good call on Jay to get up there and make the challenge. Because it ends up standing, and she got those two points. So it was a good call by by her manager. Then we get into her final question, question number four. She goes multiple choice, misses, and Chance is able to steal it for one. Um, so after all of the hoopla of round two, we end that round with Janine up by one, uh, and the score being 11 to 12. So yeah, right there, you know, you can see that, you know, Jay doing this challenge and everything was definitely the right move because it put her in the lead for the end of, you know, going into round three. Otherwise, she would have been down by a point going going into the next round. 
And then we get to round three. Like I said, Janine's leading by one. So Chance gets his two-point question. Misses, unfortunately. Uh, he, he's given his three-pointer and, hit, and actually hits it. That puts him up to 14 points, so it's 14 to 12. Then uh, it moves over to Janine, who uh, answers both her two and three-pointer, making the score uh, 14 to 17 at that point. Chance is asked his five-point question. The question, okay, now, so for this one, the question was, Name all of the three uh, Richard Linklater romantic dramas starring Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. Um, now, the answer, which Chance does give, he does get his five points. The answers are uh, Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight. However, bef- like right after the question was asked, Chance asks uh, Christian and, and, and Mark... If he needs to give the subtitles, he's like, do I also need to include the subtitles? And I, I don't know if he just didn't know the answer right off the bat. And so he just, and he was thinking of something else because these movies don't have any subtitles. It's before midnight, before sunset, before sunrise. They don't have any subtitles. So I was really confused as to why it didn't make any sense. Um... He takes time, uses a couple of, uh, repeats a couple of JTE uh, rules, eventually gets it. Like I said, he gets his five points. But again, I don't understand if he, if he was playing a mic and knew the answers off the bat and was just milking it, why would he have asked about the subtitles? I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't, I have no answer to that. It just, it, it was very confusing to me. Um, so then it moves over to Janine. Right now the score was 19 to 17, and so it was up to Janine. She had one question left. If she hit it, she would win. If she missed it, Chance would win. Um, the question was something, it was uh, about uh, X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, who named the two mutants who were uh, like fighting in a cage at some point, I don't remember the exact question, but something like that. It was like, name those two, those two characters who were in a cage match. And she, she takes some time, you know, asks her a priest, she thinks it through and answers Angel and Mystique. And unfortunately, that was incorrect. She does not get the five. Um, The answer was Angel and Nightcrawler. And therefore... Chance Elson wins the match 19 to 17. This was a really good match. Uh, they the two of them going back and forth. They had a little bit of a rough time during round two. Um, the, both of them did. But overall, I think they both really showed uh, that they belong in this league and that there is you know, a lot more uh, to see from them in the future. Um, so I, I was, I really liked the match overall. I was, I'll be honest, I was hoping Janine would win, but uh, congratulations to Chance Ellison. You deserve the win. You fought hard. You, you know, you answered your question. There was, there was really no, uh, there was no controversy that caused you to win. Like, for instance, if you had been awarded the, the, the two points for the stranger's question, 
um, without, you know, if they had, like, overturned the challenge, even though they hadn't made the rules uh, apparent to everybody, and that was the reason that you won, that would have been a bit of a different story, might not have been quite as earned. But, you know, you, you all of your points were your points, you fought hard for it, and so congratulations, Chance Ellison. Um, so after the match, it was we saw you know everybody came back up on stage, all the managers and everything, um, to do like the post interviews with Jen Sturger. Uh, we got to see Mike and give Jay a big hug. It was really nice to see the respect between these two guys because you know backstage these guys are friends, so that was nice to see them them give a hug and he and Mike Mike hugged Janine and everything. So that was real nice. Mike, his character, the character of KO can be. Can be a bit of a dick, but Mike Kalinowski, he's like he's such a nice guy, and so this was nice to see. Like I said, Jen, Jen Sturger came up on stage to do the interviews, and both sides actually kept it real classy. None of them were bashing the other, so that was nice to see as well. Um, I, I don't know if it was this live setting and the energy of the crowd that made them kind of be like that, but I, I liked that a whole lot. I was really, really happy to see the amount of respect being given between uh, these two teams, or these these two sides. You can tell that uh, Janine is is upset. You, She's just really trying to hold it in uh, and keep it together while she's talking, which is understandable. She fought hard, and she wanted this win. You know, she... She's a competitor through and through, and they do. You know, you you get upset, you get emotional. You know, whether you win or lose, you get emotional one way or the other. For those that that are truly, truly in it, and and, and you can see that on on her face. And so, you know, you'll you'll get it. You'll get them next time, Janine. There, there's definitely more for you in the Schmodown, um, and we'll be seeing. I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more. Of Janine the Machine uh, this season. Then uh, Christian had an announcement t- to make. He talk. He, he goes on to talk about the commissionerships, um, th- how Emma Fife won the uh, the commissioner bowl and became the new commissioner for the league. But as you guys may remember, he did say that she would she wouldn't be the only commissioner. So. Christian has finally revealed that Emma is going to be the commissioner of the te- of both the teams and inner geekdom leagues, which I was shocked. I thought that maybe they would, uh, if if they if he was going to do it by league like that, that there would be like maybe Emma would be just the inner geekdom league and someone else would be teams. So it's interesting to see, but I get it uh, mainly because. If you think about it, the singles singles league has a match every single week, whereas inner geekdom and teams will be switching on and off each week. So it, it does make sense that you know you, you know you have a commissioner for the singles, and then having a commissioner for teams and inner geekdom, they're essentially overlooking the same amount of matches. Um, maybe not necessarily the same amount of staffing, but the same amount of matches. So, I, in that sense, it does make sense. So, like I said, you know, Emma, commissioner of the teams and inner geekdom, and then he announces who 
the singles commissioner will be. And it's none other than the inglorious one, Sam Levine. The former double-belted champ, uh, the... Sam Levine, he just was voted as uh, Player of the Year at the Schmodown Awards. So I think that this was a great a great choice. Um, I think Sam is the kind of person who will be impartial but stern when it comes to uh, being the commissioner of the Singles League. So I'm really excited to see what he's got in store for the movie Trivia Schmodown. Then um, at the... Christian also reveals that at the end of the show, he will uh, make his final decision on Andrew Guy's fate. That will be revealed. So stay uh, stay tuned, kids, because uh, we'll get to that one after the next match. And then the next match is the championship match between Dangerous Dan Merle and the champion, big time Ethan Irwin. Uh, Dan comes out first with some new music. Uh, sounds like it might be a, like, a, like a remix of his original. I believe he used the Jaws music before, and it, it sounded like a bit of a of a remix. But I really dug it. I loved this new theme. I, I really I, I would I would download that and listen to it. Uh, then Ethan came out with Jay, uh, really pl- playing up to the crowd. So I I, I dug that. Um, Jay obviously coming out again with his other competitor. Ethan, it was nice to see him, uh, like I said, playing up to the crowd like that and really just kind of embracing everything that is the Schmodown. Not just answering questions, but embracing the character side of the Schmodown. So that was that was, that was was nice to see. So they, they get all settled in, and we start off round one, and this just goes back and forth. Um, earlier I had mentioned that there was an instance where the this this rule it was when I was talking about the whole the a and by rule that uh, that Jay had challenged for for Janine, an instance happens again uh, where a competitor does not use that article. Um, in the very first question, the answer was a bad mom's Christmas, and it's. The movie title, I even had to look it up to be sure who was correct. The, the, the title of the movie is A Bad Mom's Christmas. A Bad Mom's Christmas. Ethan Irwin answers, he says and writes down on his board just Bad Mom's Christmas without the A. They don't say anything. They, they accept it. I, I feel like there was a slight hesitation um, in their voice right before saying that it was correct and i think that's because he had left it off but since they had already had this instance where they they argued about it and had the challenge and everything and 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 had decided that it would be okay for this match it's it obviously they decided to let it go if that's the case if they were if that was in their mind like i said it seemed like there was like a like, a, like almost like a split second hesitation where they thought quickly thought about but you know obviously had to decide well we let it go before because with the challenge and everything so they had to let it go here um so yeah like that was that was how the match started for me um it it didn't 
it didn't make a big hoopla within the match, but that's how it started for me as I was watching it. Then we get into question number two, who and the answer to that one was the others. They both have the others. They both say it. But Ellis makes a joke saying, we we would have also accepted others. And I thought that was really funny. Uh, you know, just kind of poking fun at everything. You got the crowd laughing, everything like that, kind of lighten the mood a bit. So I thought that, that was nice. Um, then the two of them just kind of traded blows back and forth. Bam, bam, bam. Um, we get to question seven before we get the first uh, miss of, of this match. So they both went six questions. The first six questions, they both went without missing. And then Ethan mistakenly answers uh, Rupert Wyatt instead of Matt Reeves as the director of uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Um, and then they continue going. Then they uh, go on to the final question in which Dan gets it right. They both get it right, actually, but Dan gets it right specifically, and that gives him a perfect round. Uh, And so he gets a bonus question in which he gets correct, um, leaving the score at 7-9 to at the end of uh, that first round. Uh, Ethan's making that mistake with Rupert Wyatt essentially cost him two points because you could tell that he knew the answer to that bonus question. So if he hadn't gotten Rupert Wyatt, who was Rupert Wyatt was the director of the first of the, of uh, what was it Rise or no the yeah Rise of the Planet of the Apes that was the first one. Um, Rupert Wyatt was the director of that film, and Matt Reeves went on to direct Dawn and War. And so it's I understand the mistake definitely. It's it's not like he just you know some random director or whatever, but. If he hadn't made that mistake, they would have both gotten perfect rounds and been tied nine to nine going out. And so this was a huge, a huge thing. Um, it was a big dent in in Ethan's game right here. Then we move on to round two, and since Dan was in the lead, he was had the option of going first or de- or deferring, and he defers to Ethan, who spins Jodie Foster, and uh, opts to stay with it. And he just runs the table and, and takes all eight points, gets all of them right. No, no, no hesitation, no problem. He just answers them all. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, ends his portion of the round fifteen to nine. Then Dan is up and spins uh, Disney films and stays with it. And he goes. He ans- He ends up answering all of his questions right. However, uh, question three. He went multiple choice and, and, and ends up getting it right. So he only ends up with seven points for that round. Um, after that question, after question three of Dan's round, um, during the live event, there was like a, a mishap with the scoreboard where they put the the points onto Ethan's side and then had to take them off and put, and put it back. There was this whole thing. Um, they cut all of that out, but they you do get a little hint of it because Ellis makes a little joke um, about uh, about like the scoreboard about keeping the scoreboard happy or something like that. He makes a little joke right after it. Um, but for those who didn't see it happen uh, on the live event, it may not the joke probably may not make sense to you because you're like I don't understand what they're talking about about the scoreboard. But that's why there was a little bit of a mishap that they they cut out of this version. Um, Another kind of interesting side note to this round 
question Dan's second question was the answer was Song of the South, which you know is the Disney's infamously racist movie that they made way back when, and it was just really funny because like everybody who knew the answer, you could hear them just kind of like laughing about it, and um, like even like Ethan knew the the answer, and he Dan says it. And he gets it right, and he's like, "I never." Th-, he he says, "I never thought I would have to answer that song of the South would be an answer uh, for the Schmodown." It was really kind of interesting. I honestly never thought that either um, that they would include song of the South as a question. But hey, it it was there, and uh, it made for for kind of like an, an, a really entertaining little moment in the match. So that ends up putting, um, giving Ethan a little bit of a boost because Dan missed, uh, loses out on one point in that second round. So Ethan's only down by one going into round three, which is the betting round. He's, the scorer is 15 to 16 heading into that round. Um, so for the betting round, they spin the wheel, it lands on Thriller, and so that is the category for this round. The question was, who plays suspected kidnapper Alex Jones in Denny Villeneuve's Prisoners? Uh, the answer was Paul Dano. They both got it right. Ethan wagered three points, whereas Dan was a little bit more conservative and only wagered two points, making it a tie game coming out of round three, 18 to 18. Then we get into uh, round four, which was the speed round. And this just goes, you know, if they fire him off, boom, boom, boom. Uh, Ethan gets the first two. Dan gets the the second two. And so going into the final question of the speed round, it's obviously tied again. It's tied 20 to 20 going into that final question, which Ethan nabs. uh, And so it pushes him into the lead 21 to 20 heading into the final round. And that's always a good place to be. You always, you know, you want to be in the lead. I mean, realistically, you want to be in the lead for the entire game. But I, but if you have to choose being in the lead for the final round, that's where you want to be. Because if you can answer all your questions in round three, then you, then that's the game. You have it. There's no problem there. So that that's why you don't have to hope that. Uh, your opponent misses a mat, a question. You just have to hope that you are able to answer all your questions when you're in the lead. And so we start off. Uh, since Dan was behind, he's asked first. He gets Dan gets his two point question, then it bounces over to Ethan, who gets his two point question. Bounces back to Dan, who answers his three point question. Then it bounces back to Ethan. Ethan gets uh, asked his three point question and misses. And then it comes down to Ethan's five-pointer. If he hits it, it goes back to Dan. If he misses it, Dan wins the game. Um, And unfortunately for Ethan, he misses this question. It was uh, movie taglines. And the tagline, it was, Which animated film has the following tagline? See our family. Feel better about yours. Now, be honest. I had no idea what this was. I was trying to rack my brain. I was like, what could this be? What could this be? And um, like I said, Ethan Ethan got it wrong. He, I believe he answered uh, Meet the Robinsons, I think he said. Um, but the thing is, 
Christian never actually says what the answer is because, you know, okay, so since Ethan did not answer, Dan wins the match. Dan Merle becomes the three-time movie trivia showdown champion of the world with a score 23 to 25. Um, so in all the hoopla of everything, Christian did not actually say what the movie was and it was really bothering me so i had i hopped on google and i had to had to google uh see our family feel better about yours tagline and apparently it was the simpsons movie which makes sense but i yeah i know i never would have gotten that i've, I've seen that movie once i think way back when it came out um and, and that was it so but yeah so dan merle new champion three time movie trivia schmodown champion he had a rough return last season, but he started it off in such a fantastic way. Theoretically, you know, if he does great the rest of the season, you know, if he continues to, to be a powerhouse, it could be a comeback player type of situation because he comes back and just gets beaten by freaking Andrew Guy. And then the following season, right off the bat, boom. He becomes the movie trivia showdown singles champion. That's that's I think that's fantastic. Another thing about this match, Dan had a perfect game. He did not miss a single question. He got all nine questions in the first round. He got all four questions in his second round. Yet he he went to multiple choice ones, but he answered the question. Uh, he answered the uh, uh, the betting round question correctly. He answered the two speed round questions that he buzzed in for correctly. And he was able to answer his uh, two and three point questions correctly. So, I mean, who knows what would have happened if, you know, if he had, if Ethan had gotten his five pointer and sent it back to Dan, who knows what would have happened, um, whether or not he would have been able to answer and still had that perfect game we don't know but you know with what he was asked he answered every single question correctly for a perfect game and that right there folks is the way to start off your season perfect game and a title there's no better way to start things off and dan in a not so subtle way called out Andrew Guy uh, because of, you know, everything, like I said, that happened last season with him beating Guy and all that stuff. Where's the belt now, Guy? Where's the belt now? Uh, And you can really see just how much this means to him. I talked about earlier with Janine about how seeing the emotion, whether they win or lose, you see the emotion on on these competitors' faces, the, the ones who are really into it, who like eat, sleep, and breathe the schmodown. You can you see that emotion. You can it means a lot to them when they win or lose. It it, it hits them, and you can tell that this one hit Dan really hard. Uh, on a side note, uh, during uh, an episode, recent episode of I think it was. Was it last week? Uh, yeah, it had to have been last week because it was right after the the live event. Um, I think it was. It might have been on last week's Monday show. Christian uh, on Collider Live. Christian said that 
um, after Merle won the belt, specifically he says, after the person who won the belt, because he didn't want to spoil it at the time, but so it was after Merle won the belt, Chance Ellison went up to, to him and told him to watch his back. It's a ballsy move, kid. Ballsy move. So uh, I think we're going to see some stuff. Chance wants that title, and he's going to fight for it. So uh, maybe at some point this season, we might see Chance versus uh, Dan. Who knows? We'll see. And so that that wrapped up uh, the the actual matches. Um, But... Before every before the show ended, Christian, you know, Christian, like he said earlier, Christian was going to make the announcement about the fate of Andrew Guy, and Christian's decision is that Andrew Guy is suspended for the entire season. So when he says this, I was like, "Holy shit!" The entire season, I was like, "Okay, well, maybe Guy's doing something." I I, I don't know. But that's not the end of the story. Ben Bateman comes out. That's right. Ben, the boss Bateman, Andrew Guy's former partner, comes out uh, with new music, might I add, which I really dug. Ben comes up on stage, talks about how you know how Guy is a joke, um, how how he, how he Ben you know was you know, disgraced the Schmodown the way he he acted and how he's. A changed man now. And he tells Christian that this decision to suspend Guy for an entire season, it, it, it can't stand. Because the last time uh, Guy was suspended, I believe he was suspended for four months, not including the break. Um, and he came back at last year's free-for-all. It, it didn't work. He came back even worse than he was before. Uh, more of an, uh, of an a-hole than he was before. Came out mocking uh, uh, Dan Merle, and he won an award for that. So obviously, and Christian even says, you know, it's a broken system. It's a broken system. Yeah, well, then this system needs to be fixed. And God, or Ben says, you know, he essentially says suspending him is not the way to go. Ben said, tells Christian he wants to face Guy in a match. He wants to whoop Guy's ass in a movie trivia showdown match after you know a little bit back and forth a little deliberation harloff decides that guy will get a one month suspension and then ben will get the opportunity to take guy on in a match and the crowd starts chanting iron man iron man iron man obviously you know they they wanted to see them in an iron man match i'll be honest i would love to see the two of them in an action movies iron man match who is the true action guy? Let's see it. Is it Andrew Guy? Is Andrew Guy the action guy? Or is Ben the action boss? Let's see. I, I think that would be a great a great match. Let's get that going. Uh, Andrew Guy versus Ben Bateman. Let, Iron Man match. Let's do an action Iron Man match. Let's do it. Tweet to them. Uh, I believe it's... Uh, was it Ben Ben Bateman Media and, and, and Andrew Guy? I don't know. Find them up on Twitter. See if they'd be into that. And tag uh, Christian in it as well. And make sure to use the hashtag Talking Schmodown. So that wraps up uh, everything from the live event. 
it was a it was a great show. I I loved everything they did, and I'm so happy that it was successful, and that they'll be able to go on and do more of these live events, uh, these live streaming uh, events, and everything. So I'm really excited to see what uh, what happens in uh, for the future. And so for next week, we will have the Harris Brothers versus Critically Acclaimed in a number one contenders match. Uh, Mark Riley versus Drew McWeenie. And I'll also be talking about the January behind-the-scenes video. That's all the stuff I'll be... That and probably some more. I'm sure that they'll release some other news or whatnot um, during the week. But those are the thing, the main topics I'll be talking about on next week's show. Um, thank you so, so much for listening. Um, I, I, I'm so appreciative of everything from you guys, uh, all the feedback that I've gotten. And continue to, to do so. If you ever have any questions, just throw me a question. You know, I, I Even if, hey, if I get some questions and could answer a couple on, on, on the podcast, hey, I'd be down for that. Um, if you've got any, any topics you want me to cover, anything specific, feel free to send them my way. Um, you can follow me on uh, social media. I'm on Facebook at Merc with a Movie Blog. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at MovieBlogMerk. I use the hashtag TalkinSchmodown whenever I do any of my posts for this. Uh, you can also check out my other show, um, After Live. It's the, my unofficial po- uh, after show podcast for Collider Live. And if you're not watching Collider Live, you got to get on that. It is one of the best shows uh, on there. It, 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 they just talk. It's kind of like, kind of almost like a like a morning morning radio show, really. Even though for me, since I'm on the East Coast, it's a, it's a afternoon uh, radio show. It's not in the morning. But you guys, you check it out. If you're not watching Collider Live, get on there. Check out Collider Live. It is fantastic. All right, I am again. I am Josh the Merc Rainer, owner of Merc with a Movie Blog, and we have been talking Schmodown. <laughs>